0: Okay. Do you want to do the intro for the podcast today? Sure. You're you're recording and ready to go. Here's the intro.
1: Good morning, I assume. This is the intro for Culture Jack, a podcast.
0: That was really good. Did you practice it? No. Off the cuff. You've you've fantasized about doing that for a while, though, haven't you? At least the last 15 seconds. So, hold on. Hold on. One, your good morning was really loud. I'm going to have to do some audio adjustments in that. Mm. Two, uh, a cheeky note. If you do a podcast introduction, I found out this early on, is you don't identify what time of day it is because it might not be that time of day later. (laughs)
1: It's not even that time of day for us. <laughs> Why'd you say good morning then? Are we recording still?
0: <laughs> Logan, I'd never stop recording. Uh, this is a very special episode of, like Logan said, the Culture Jack podcast. This is a a show we call On Today's Episode. And on today's episode, we like to talk about movies that we've watched or shows that we're watching. Or, I guess really that's, that's it, those two things. And... I brought Logan back, he's a special guest by the way, Logan, thank you for doing the podcast again.
1: I'm special most places I go. (laughs)
0: Um, I brought Logan back because we're going to be talking about the Wheel of Time series on Amazon. I had Logan on the first time and we did kind of a, a Wheel of Time primer where he talked about the book, where he talked about what his expectations were going into the show, and now it's out. It's been out for several weeks. By the time this thing airs, it will probably, probably the first season will have finished. Uh, but I'm just getting started on it. And so I told Logan, because he's very excited about The Wheel of Time, that the only way that I would watch The Wheel of Time is if he did a podcast for every single episode of The Wheel of Time. Do you think that now, sitting here in the podcast chair, was a good deal?
1: I end up being held hostage, but, I mean, it's, it's good. I mean, after the first couple episodes, I won't need to do any more podcasts.
0: After the first couple episodes? Oh, because I'm going to be yeah, so into the show. you'll
1: be sneaking episodes.
0: <laughs> okay, we watched the first episode. We're going to talk about the first episode today, which was called... Hold on. I don't remember what it was called. Do you remember what it was called, the first episode?
1: I mean, first books, Eye of the World, but I don't know if that's what they called the first episode.
0: Continue watching Amazon Originals. Oh, here we go. Wheel of Time. I'm looking it up on my phone. This is, you see, this is what you do when you're really good at... at uh, The prep. The, pre- the prep work is, I'm bad at it. It's called Leave Taking, and it's, mm. it's about 54 minutes long. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, Leave Taking is the episode number one of the Wheel of Time on Amazon, And it's about 54 minutes. As we talk about this episode, uh, like all episodes of on today's episode, we're going to give spoilers out. We're gonna talk a little bit about what the show uh, or what the episode had in it, maybe what we expect to come. And we do have a Wheel of Time expert on the podcast today. So.
1: But first, you know, smash that like, share, follow button.
0: You're (laughs) right. That's
1: what podcasts do
0: you're about an influencer now I'm, like that's
1: yeah
0: <laughs> that's really good and that's what they say too they say smash the
1: smash it I mean don't break your things
0: but if you were to if you were to break it like this would be the the last one to break it on
1: yeah so it'll always be at the bottom of the list like you just so, find us at the bottom
0: yeah so subscribe to all of the other ones that you want first and then if you are planning on breaking it make sure that this is at least the last or before the last one that you s- you actually smash or it.
1: if you're planning on upgrading your computer, I mean I guess it really wouldn't matter that much. Yeah.
0: Either either way, good point. Make sure you subscribe and follow and review the review the podcast. We very much appreciate it. So Logan, as we talk about this first episode, we are gonna give spoilers for the first episode. Now I have a unique challenge for you though, because I don't I don't I wanna try not to spoil anything beyond episode one because you've seen other episodes. Unless you are giving uh, details, exposition, yeah, exposition, uh, expanded universe stuff that you know from the books and that maybe hasn't already been covered in the other episodes, but should have or should have gone into a little more detail in this. Does that sound like a challenge that you can well, yeah, that you're, you're up to? Well, yeah,
1: have to be my episode one memory, though. Oh,
0: I, I have, I've taken notes, and my <laughs> notes aren't good. Uh, <laughs> my notes are never good. But I'm I'm hoping you might be able to expand on them a little bit more. If I say someone's name, you might be like, no, actually, this is their name. Actually, this is how it's pronounced. This is how I pronounced it when I read the books. Um, This is from you, of course, because I didn't read the books. Okay, so we're going to get right into it. Wheel of Time, Episode 1. It starts off with these dudes running away from some ladies on horseback. And they're freaking out. And the ladies use magic. They, they collect, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of go through the episode uh, notes here. Interrupt me at any time if you do have uh, things you want to interject. But they're they're running on, on foot from these ladies on horseback, or I think maybe one lady in her ensemble or something, but she shoots some magic up at a cliff that they're going to try and go through a trench. Rocks fall down, and the dude's like, we got to get out here, save yourself, or something. And the lady, she says, There's no one else there with you.
1: Correct. (laughs) Which which was dope because that was a pretty good way to illustrate that uh, the channeling that this man had done uh, had already driven him insane. He was seeing another dude that was not there. Uh, This this guy, I, I don't think, was of any significance as far as... The books go. I mean, he was just a, a guy that could channel. These red eyes to die were hunting him down. It did appear in that scene that they went ahead and gentled him, which is the act of uh, severing him from the one power.
0: Essentially a magic castration.
1: Yeah, but they shouldn't just be handing out gentlings without trials and shit, so that, that was... Not a, a, a great thing for well, them to do. Well,
0: I mean, maybe just being someone who's seen only the first episode uh, and who likes to theorize, maybe he's already had his trial. He escaped.
1: That's not the way that goes. Oh no, why that, not? Uh, you got to bring him to the White Tower, to the Parliament seat.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it all happens in one spot, and there's there never, at least in the books, is anyone that has gotten away after they've been like, you need to get you need to get your magical nuts cut off.
1: Well, not not never. It's just uh, more of like procedural. They skip some steps. Um, the the reds are a little zealous in their pursuit to gentle male channelers, and uh, yeah, they they are supposed to shield the the guy and bring him back to the White Tower, especially because the whole point of this episode, uh, as you'll. Come to find out, is uh, they're they're trying to find the Dragon Reborn, and uh, the pretty good hallmark of the Dragon Reborn is that uh, he or she can channel.
0: Okay, so the Dragon Reborn is not necessarily a man, and most of the Aes Sedai, most of the magic users are women. All of all, them are. All of them. All of them from them this okay. age. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is a this is a real show for the feminists, right? This is this is lady power you guys have got the magic men that got the magic you crazy you get to have the magic taken away from you
1: yeah for the most part so
0: does when when men who exercise the one power uh do do most of them go insane? Is that like the the usual general outcome for a man that that practices this witchcraft?
1: That is the hallmark of using the one power ever since the age of the Boar, when the one power, the the male side of the one power, was tainted. They describe it in the books like uh, trying to drink water through like an oil slick. Like you can get at the water, which is the one power, but. You're going to get some of the oil gonna too It's going to be nasty
0: Okay, and I guess I should say As we're as we're going here uh, You may not just get spoilers For the first episode Because we are going to be talking about the book a little bit So if they stay pretty true to the book Some of this stuff is going to come to pass uh, Most likely But we're not going to spoil the video the, the show episodes For you expressly So the, the Magic Scouts uh, are, are looking For the one uh, the, the, these two magical scouts, uh, Lan and Moraine, and they are watching, or not, they're not watching, but there's like a, a ceremony going on with someone that you pronounced in the books as Eugene, but their actual name, they, they pronounce it in the show as Uguin. But for the sake of this podcast, if it's all right with you, I'd like to continue calling her Eugene because I think it's hilarious.
1: We can keep calling her Eugene just, if nothing else, for Nate's sake because uh, our buddy Nate found that hilarious.
0: <laughs> Nate, Nate, if you're listening, uh, this is Eugene from this this point on. So Eugene is part of this ceremony and she gets pushed into a river and uh, she's, she's floating down the river and uh, you, you told me earlier this was very like an analog to, uh, flowing in the river, in the one power, in the stream of, of the power.
1: Right. That's how it's always described uh, as far as women channeling is they surrender to the one power, which they're always describing as a a river or like a raging river that the, the, the women are surrendering to the men are wrestling into, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do okay it's very different tactics as far as channeling the one power go
0: okay all right i really like eugene by the way she's one of my favorite characters so far but there's a lot there's a lot of characters in this show and especially in the first episode already okay so she's flowing (laughs) down the river
1: (laughs) that ain't nothing (laughs) this is
0: just the tipping point
1: oh Oh my god if you read the books you need to keep a journal
0: by the end of the first episode i was i was like oh my gosh And I, I think I got them all by the end of the episode. So they did a good job, like reinforcing the names and repeating people's names enough. So that I, that I got them, but then I was also taking notes. So you may have to watch rewind wiki to find these people's names. anyway. Uh, so after that scene, very beautiful scene, by the way, with the water lapping over her face, and then she gets out on the beach and everything and looking, feeling refreshed, I guess. These two dudes are on a mountainside, and they're walking down with a horse, and there's like wolves or something on the mountainside, and they said something along the lines of, you know, there's something pushing them down from the mountain. So, maybe like a foreshadow to the end of the episode with the the Trollocs.
1: Possibly. Who are, who are you talking about?
0: I'm talking about... Was uh, that Rand and Tam? Yep, it was Rand and Tam.
1: Gotcha, yep, probably.
0: Probably the Trollocks. Okay, we'll get to the Trollocks here in a minute. Uh, and the, as they were talking about the things pushing him down from the mountain, the the old man, Tam, he said something about drinking, and Rand was like, hey, what about mom Like to drink, Riders? And he's like, oh yeah, your mom liked to drink a lot, but it turns out, in talking to you, that wasn't his mom. Like he didn't have a mom or he had a mom probably, but it wasn't anyone that he knew or.
1: Right. Uh, Large spoiler as far as that goes. Uh, (laughs) Plug your
0: ears fast forward 15 seconds. He
1: was found on the slopes of Dragon Mount, Rand was, uh, by Rand's father Tam uh, during whatever war he was in. So Rand is not actually biologically Tam's son uh, but uh, rather he is an Aiel-man uh, who I think they were fighting in that war. There, there were Aiel involved in that war somehow or another. And we talked about that in the last episode. They, they're the, the warrior race that kind of draws parallels to, to Native Americans, I felt like. Like a, a really romanticized version of that.
0: What, what's crazy about this series, or at least my experience with it, here so far is is that there is so many different sects of of people. There's so many different like classes and and cultures. It's it's very lore heavy, or at least it seems to be so far. And the way you describe it, it only gets more so as you go on.
1: Very complex. Yeah, it, there's a lot of political intrigue in in the. Later on, books.
0: This is the Thinking Man's Game of Thrones or Thinking Man's uh, Magic Game of Thrones. Okay, so anyway, uh, they're they talk, they're talking. They have that conversation. They're, we are then taken to a bar where we're introduced to a couple different characters. Uh, Matt, he's like a gambler. He uh, really likes to gamble. He loses at dice against Danya and then. Uh, his buddy Perrin, who's like a blacksmith, maybe, or he's dating a blacksmith. He's got to get back to a forge at some point.
1: Oh, he's definitely a blacksmith. He's de- <laughs> if this was a stereotypical fantasy book, he'd be the main, main guy, for sure.
0: Oh, gotcha.
1: Because it's always the blacksmith, son.
0: But you're thinking, you're thinking uh, Rand is the main, main guy.
1: Ah, well, I'm not thinking anything because I know who the main person is. I'm not going to spoil that they one They left yet. it kind
0: of ambiguous at the, at the beginning they of this sure episode. They sure did.
1: I was just talking with our dad today about this. Uh-huh. And uh, he, I think, read at least six of these books. And he was like, I think the dragon reborn is Naavi and
0: The woman that got dr- drug
1: off into the woods? And I was like, you read those books. <laughs> you shouldn't think who the dragon reborn is. You should know who the dragon reborn is. So
0: at 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 six books in of the Wheel of Time, you know who the dragon reborn is. Oh absolutely. Well, god, I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> like after the first book, you should probably know know who that is. Okay. Uh so Matt the Gambler. Uh, they're, they're, then they're all kind of having a party for Eugene, celebrating her her little rite of passage that she took, and it's interrupted by the Aes Sedai Moraine and her her bodyguard, Lan. I, I forget what they, you call the, the bodyguards. Water. The warder, the warder, Lan, who you said was a badass in the books, is a complete badass in this uh, first episode. And oh, what is this? I wrote. I wrote. I'm fine, you little bitch. <laughs> Matt Maddie's mom said that who did Maddie's mom say that to
1: oh she was yeah she was saying that to her oh to girls. her children yeah. <laughs> before Matt cut her off for being an asshole
0: y- yeah it, not I guess maybe not a major plot point maybe it could come in and be important later so Rand is then later after the party he is alone with Eugene uh, and they are romantically involved and sure enough, things get hot and heavy and he he wants her to tell tell him how the right went and she's like, you know I can't I can't talk to you about how the right went and, and he said, you, know, you can tell me if it's good or bad And she's like, yeah, it was good and so and then they uh, have sex. We assume uh, just getting real hot and heavy in there,
1: probably
0: uh. And then we go to a scene with Lan and Moraine and they're in like a hot tub and she's like, wow, I'm impressed they have this and Lan's like, hey, it could be warmer. And she says, yeah, it's, it's fine, they have so much and he's like, no, it could be warmer. And she uses her magic to make a, make a little hot tub, a little magic hot tub. Uh, Eugene is studying to be uh, a wisdom someday, uh, it would appear, and then we get a scene. Where like this dude rides in on horseback and it's in the rain and he has no eyes. He has like a mouth, but no nose, no face. He's a Voldemort looking motherfucker. And he, uh, he's a, he's a fade. Is that what you, you...
1: that is another term you can use for them. Eyeless fade or, uh, half man. Half man.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he comes into town.
1: Yeah, so he's just kind of the, the precursor to his little Trolloc horde that he's got going on. And, you know, neat thing about these half-men is they uh, tend to bond their horde to themselves because Trollocs are kind of stupid cowardly. Uh, you know, they'll they'll overrun things when they think it's going in their favor, but if it looks like it's not gonna, they'll retreat. Unless the half-man's done this little bonding trick that he likes to do, where if he dies, they all die.
0: So they have a vested interest in staying engaged in combat or whatever else.
1: Correct. But uh, that only goes so far. Like Even a, a half-man, uh, I think they were saying in the books, does not have the ability to like, drive them across open water. They don't like water.
0: Hmm. So, like, he can't... They won't march, but he could put them in a boat, and they would be cool with that. They'd be alright with that. They'd be okay. They're okay (laughs) like They're not like vampires.
1: Yeah, no. I I mean, vampires notoriously scared of water.
0: There's something about vampires and water, though. Isn't there?
1: Yeah, if you don't invite them in for a swim, they can't go swimming.
0: (laughs) God damn it. Okay, so anyway, this half-man comes to town, and... Uh, we're introduced the next day. There's like a carnival, the Bell, Beltine, that is going on. And this dude comes in with his wagon full of goods. Uh, his name's Patton Fane.
1: Peyton Fane.
0: Peyton Fane. He's kind of like a con artist, I'm guessing, a little bit maybe?
1: Uh, he's got some shady stuff going on. and I'm, I'm recalling these books from like over, you know almost 20 years ago now for that first book. It would have been, yeah, about 20 years. I don't recall exactly what his arc is, but he becomes a bigger deal. And in this episode, uh, when the Trollocs attacked Beltine, uh, you saw him kind of slinking away like, "Mm, I know what's going on here, but I don't remember what exactly. Well, I mean...
0: Obviously, if you're a, if you're like a coward type character and you see people getting slaughtered, you're gonna sneak away. But it, it did feel like it felt devious. It felt I, I don't know. It felt like there's something more to this guy. So he he's gonna come back and play a role later. Yeah. So so you say. So Matt, uh, he gives a bracelet. He's broke at he's a broke ass because he was gambling. But he steals a bracelet from. I guess Danya, the same lady he lost the money to in the did bar? Did he
1: steal it, though, or did he just service rendered?
0: Oh, you're thinking he was hooking a little bit. Maybe. Okay, all right. No, he, he definitely stole it because he was trying to sell it to, to Peyton, and Peyton was like, I'll give you three. Or no, he was like, I'll take three for this bracelet, Peyton. And Peyton was like, bitch, I'll give you one and a half because... You're
1: pronouncing Peyton wrong it's 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 Payden Payden I'm saying Peyton yeah like like Peyton Manning (laughs) he's like Peyton Manning
0: so Peyton Manning is in this All
1: right. now known as Peyton Manning
0: (laughs) so he's trying to sell it to him though Matt's trying to sell this bracelet to Peyton no
1: you're right you're right I guess yeah Yeah.
0: and he like dickered him down because he knew it was like can I
1: sell it again in this town (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. and he was like alright fine I'll take it for a half of gold or whatever he sold
1: give me the lantern (laughs)
0: Oh, that's right. They did the lantern things, too. I think I got that in here. Um, so Eugene and Rand are talking up on a hill. They're having kind of a quiet moment, and Eugene is looking to break the news to Rand that she's not going to be able to be with him because she's going to go off and study to be a wisdom. And he's like, I want to start a farm and have kids. And she's like, "I well, I can't. And he, he's, he knows. He knows. So he's like, yeah, I didn't mean start a farm and kids with you. I, mean, I meant, like, with someone that's going to stick around. Um, so they have kind of a nice moment there, and the, the current Wisdom, Niev. Nye,
1: We're going to call her Navi. Navi? Yeah, they, they're pronouncing it like Niavive or something. That's silliness. That's,
0: okay, all right. I, hey, we've got Eugene, we've got Peyton Manning, and we've got Navi. I'm, yep. I'm cool with all of this, uh, but Moraine, the Isodine, meets up with Navi in this Wisdom cave. And what, what happened? They were, she was like, I'm looking for someone. And she's like, you gotta get out of here, homie or something. Well, what was their big confrontation? Cause yeah, I know they, they had
1: polishing some rocks.
0: Yeah. It's a sacred cave. She's keeping it clean.
1: Yeah. It's an honor to do that. <laughs> I, I always say that when I'm cleaning toilets, honestly,
0: they looked no better than the ones that she had not polished yet. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody probably would have known the difference. <laughs> um, It was
0: contentious between them.
1: Moraine was a little bit talky-downy a little bit in there.
0: Okay, a little condescension, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, then by the end of it, I feel like she was like, "All right, we we could be friends. Respect. You're you're cool.
0: (laughs) I don't remember what they talked about, though. It wasn't important. Maybe it'll be important later.
1: Well, Navi went to get out of the pool, and Moraine just kept standing there, so that was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. She was like, yeah, no. And
0: then she got back in the... uh, Navi kind of went into another part of the pool... And started washing rocks again. Anyway, it's a weird scene. No one knows what it means. (laughs) In In fact, the directors, if you listen to the director's cut, they'll be like, We don't know why we put this in. It doesn't belong here. This was for a different movie we were making.
1: That was when Navi was telling her about the old wisdom going to the Aes Sedai. And uh, the Aes Sedai took one look at her her shitty clothes and her shitty accent and was like, Oh, that's right. We don't need you. And then. A little
0: bougie butt bastards. You
1: know, that's when Navi formed her opinion of the Ice Dye not being the most inclusive.
0: And so that's when she went to become the wisdom in this town Two Rivers. Is that, that's the town that we're in now? It's called Two Rivers? It, or is that just the area?
1: It is. It used to be called Matherin.
0: Okay, why'd they change the name? Some rivers showed up?
1: <laughs> no, uh, you'll find out more about like the, the history of Matherin in later episodes, but the Throughout the books, they were always referring to Two Rivers as, like, oh, yeah, no, descendants of Matherin. They were, like, a a badass town back in the day, and uh, they were pretty well wiped the fuck out. Um, Okay. But, you know, there's a lot. They they put a lot of stock in that good old blood. So. Okay. It's probably why we're looking at four Terevarin in this village.
0: And the Terevarin are...
1: They are just individuals that are said to have strong influence on the pattern. Like, uh, the, the pattern would just be life, kind of like a destiny-fated sort of situation. Gotcha. Where each individual, not unlike Hercules, is their own thread. Okay. Well, the the Teraverin, or however that's pronounced, uh, they really affect all of the pattern around them. So... Uh, it's it's interesting one is very rare but having four in the same village come on now (laughs) that's
0: unheard of it's like winning three championships at whatever you're okay so anyway they have this conversation in the cave moraine's looking for the terravern 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 um wisdom and eugene they meet up on a bridge and there's like howling noises in the wind scene change Lan is looking around in the woods, and he finds a bunch of dead goats that what I originally thought had been arranged in the shape of a nine, which made me uh, kind of reminisce about Game of Thrones, because there was that scene early on in Game of Thrones where the dudes found all those people tore up in the woods. That's when one dude uh, from the wall boosted out and was killed by Sean Bean you right. know, later. Uh, so it was giving me some real Game of Thrones vibes, which we're both hoping that this becomes something as big as
1: bigger than
0: bigger than yeah. Game of Thrones. Okay, but I thought it was a nine. Mm-hmm. You said that it's it's kind of a like yin and yang, two sides same coin, evil dark, uh, you know, the Sith, the yeah. <laughs> the Jedi sort of
1: You're going to see a lot of that themeage going on throughout. Uh, there's you know the the two halves of the one power there's the the light and the dark you get a lot of uh, like people working for good in this a lot of people not working for good in this uh, you know the the good people are trying to end the the dark one uh, he goes by a lot of different names but then you know there's the, the dark side of that as well the the forsaken are Followers of the Dark One, uh, wielders of the One Power, kind of like his his big bads, kind of the the uh, opposition to Aes Sedai, I would say, except, okay. except okay. for these Forsaken, they have retained all of the ancient knowledge from when Aes Sedai were actually a lot better than what they are today. They're just like a memory of what they used to be. They, oh,
0: so it's kind of a, like uh, like biding their time, allowing the Aes Sedai to, to become weakened. Big return.
1: Yeah, they, they want to break the Dark One the rest of the way out of the boar. Don't we all? Um, no. no we <laughs> That's bad. But it, it is interesting. There aren't a lot of Forsaken. Uh, I, think, I think these Forsaken actually used to be Aes Sedai back in the Age of Legends, is what that was called. And, okay. Uh, yeah, they, they are more formidable just because of all of that knowledge that they've got, that they've retained, that the current Aes Sedai, they don't, they don't know half of what they used to. Okay. Like there's all kinds of magical artifacts and stuff that they just don't know how to use, don't know how to do any of it.
0: I like that because I like it's it's setting up for, you know, just like a classic hero's tale where you've got this big, huge hurdle that the hero has to overcome. And if the Aes Sedai, the existing power structure falls apart by, for, and because of the, this Dark Order, well, then that, I, I, like, I like that kind of story. So anyway, um, uh, Wisdom Eugene, they meet up on the bridge. The Nine, the yin and yang, the dead sheep in the woods or dead goats in the woods. Rand and Tam and all the other townsfolk are paying respect to the dead with these lanterns, these boat lanterns they're putting out on the water and they're sending off one that Matt got from from Peyton Manning. Uh, and then the 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 fade has Trollocs with it is what Land told Moraine. You know, he's like we gotta we gotta get out of here. And seemingly right on cue, these giant minotaur beastie, half human, part animal, part demon monsters start showing up and ripping the town apart, the under what we presume is the control of this fade that we saw earlier, the, the half man. Uh, Peyton Manning sees the writing on the wall. He deuces out, like we said. Rand and Tam are attacked. Tam exposes that he you know, used to be a warrior or whatnot, got a sword out from under his bed, starts fighting the thing, does a pretty good job holding it off, but he does get stabbed by what is like a poisoned blade from the thing. And while he's getting stabbed, Rand stabs... Did I say that backwards? Is Tam? Tam's the old guy with the sword. Right. And then... Not the Trollock. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awkward, though, if there was a Trollock named Tam? And he'd be like, Tam, look out! And they both turned around, and the Trollock would be like... Rrr. And he'd be like, not you, my father yeah, figure. It
1: could have been Tam. I don't know. Uh,
0: Tam so,
1: was getting stabbed by Tam. So
0: while well, Tam was fighting Tam, Ram... Ram... <laughs>
1: Ram rammed a
0: spear. Ram branded a Randing. and they all were Eugene. So, <laughs> as Tam was getting attacked by the Trolllock, uh, Rand pierced it in the back with a spear, killed it off. But now Tam is poisoned. Uh, Wisdom and Eugene are trying to fend off uh, Trolllock, and they are defended a little bit by the white magic of Moraine, it looks like. And then Moraine starts blasting these Trollocs with magic. Lan is just amputating Trolloc limbs left and right and stabbing and slashing. He is a badass. Um, Perrin went back to his blacksmith girlfriend and uh, they were fighting a Trolloc together. And she died.
1: They were fighting a Trolloc together. He went into a fit of rage because Perrin's got a little bit of a something going on that you guys will find out about later. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) But then he thought he saw motion from his side and he swung around with his axe and got his wife.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. He killed her on accident. And then he was, oh, man. What good acting from that actor, too. Like, you could see it in his face. That was devastation and...
1: yeah. But I mean anybody that read the books is gonna be okay with that because he did not have a wife and now he no longer has a wife.
0: So we have we have reached like a canonical balance in this show.
1: It will correct itself by
0: accident. Like that's the that's the way of the one power, man. That's the way of the the what did you call it? The thread, the
1: the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. See?
0: Okay, there you go. <laughs> That'll be appreciated by the people that have read the book and are listening to the pocket. Nate, we're talking specifically to you again. Um, so uh, he accidentally kills her. Uh, Navi gets taken by a Trolloc. She gets grabbed by the hair and drug off into the woods. Uh, her her wellness unknown. Is She may, may be dead. She may live on. We've yet to see in this first episode. Then Moraine gets stabbed and Lan wants to retreat, uh, but she starts blasting these Trollocs, this this seemingly very imposing Trolloc brigade with bricks from the building. And Eugene and Rand they reunite after everything's settled down. And Matt uh, he makes it he makes it back with his sisters, and and their mom is like, "Yay, you're still alive!" Even though I was drunk and didn't care. And Moraine, even though she's wounded, she heals Tam. And Moraine explains that the Trollocs uh, and herself, after after they kind of blamed her, they were like, "Hey, you show up into town, and then these monsters show up into town. This is kind of your fault." And she's like, "No, they were here for the same reason I was here to find the Troopadors. What did you call? Them? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> the Varan. The Varan. That's exactly what I said. Uh, and they were, and she was there for the four of them: uh, Eugene." Rand, Perrin, and Matt. Correct. Which are these potential uh, Dragon de- Reborn. Yeah, the they're the destined ones, the, the troubadours. The say it one more time, please. Teravarum. The Terra You're gonna be you're gonna be correcting me a lot See, during the, these episodes.
1: Uh Aes Sedai, some interesting things about them is they're not allowed to lie. So they can pull some. You know, Vulcan mind games on you But they can't outright lie They can't say, well this shirt is yellow When it's indeed blue
0: Oh, okay, gotcha
1: So that's one of their oaths Another one is They can't uh, Harm anyone uh, Except in the defense Of their life Or their warder's life I think um,
0: So would that mean
1: that But she- Trollocks don't count Oh, okay <laughs> they're allowed to do that to uh, look, at, look with, at me what's called dark friends
0: i i uh i, I came immediately to the defense of the trollox i said excuse me uh judge but we have these poor trollox <laughs>
1: yeah but there there is also long workarounds in this where they can purposely put themselves in danger to gotcha.
0: fight you. okay fantastic uh so they, they do have some loopholes should the should the need arise
1: there's three oaths though I forget what the last one was.
0: Put the toilet seat down, make sure that you lock the door, and turn off the coffee pot. Yeah. Those were the... But the, it,
1: the, the oaths, whatever that last one is, they when they become Aes Sedai, they have to swear these oaths on an oath rod that is... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, sorry. Not I'm as, sorry. Not as sexualized was, as you're making it out to be. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's one of those magical artifacts we we're talking about. If if they're holding that rod and uh, they are channeling the one power, or whoever's making them swear these oaths is channeling the one power, they are bound by those oaths. They cannot break them.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's 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 like a. A magical requirement, like they can't even if they wanted to. It's not just like no, they it, can't because they have good, you know, moral integrity. Yeah, it's, it, they can't.
1: It's kind of a treaty. I, I think it was. Uh, he wasn't the dragon reborn in like a previous age, but he was a, a big conqueror guy. His name was Arthur Hawkwing or something. It's a cool name. And uh, he had. The white tower under siege and was basically like, "Mm, yep, these are the rules you're going to do that or I'm going to kill all of you and not allow you to exist anymore. So that's why they have the three oaths.
0: Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, the, she tells them that she's there for them, these four. And she said that it was like prophesized by a blind Aes Sedai and uh, at the White Tower, she said there would be four that are this. Did she say there's before? Or did she said there'd be.
1: I don't think it prophesy the. Uh, or, or did it prophesy the Terravarin? It, it might have just been saying that the dragon reborn had been reborn. And that okay. he was coming of age now, which all, all four of them are. Mm. Um, but. I find the uh, the prophecy situation interesting because Harry Potter was also very prophecy-driven.
0: Sure, sure, okay. And, you know, things like uh, Narnia, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. The, Man, the they prophecy. love
1: prophecies, huh? I mean,
0: prophecies are big in these kinds of things. I think there were even prophecies in Game of Thrones, if I'm remembering the the plot correctly. Though I didn't finish the last three episodes of Season 8, so heaven forbid i get that wrong maybe there was a prophecy there that i'm i'm missing entirely
1: no i don't think so
0: anyway then she says something about the dark one is returning and they they so all four of these these folks and lan and moraine they set off uh, supposedly to the white tower where the other sisters are and then there's a quote from the wheel of time that you know, was said in, in every book you told me, and I can't remember what that was. But that was the that was the end of the first episode. Am I missing anything important from the first episode?
1: No, I think that pretty well covers it. Uh, it only gets better.
0: Okay. I'm I'm very excited. I know you've seen more episodes than me, and I and I will catch up because I will watch these as soon as we get done with the previous podcasts, and then you'll be inspired to do more podcasts. So I will watch more of them so we will be caught up at the same time. And by the time the, the first season ends, we'll be, on the, we'll be on the same page. And then maybe next, the next season, we'll do better. So, some things that I wanted to, to uh, talk about. I already talked about the Game of Thrones. There's a lot of characters in the show. Rand, Matt, Tam, Eugene, Moraine, Lan, Peyton Manning, uh Perrin it's it's beautifully shot the uh, scenery is very beautiful it's very well acted um I like the the connotations of reincarnation I always like that in a in a show the wheel of time returns people to life and you don't remember your previous life and that's that's pretty cool. The Trollocks all look very different, very varied and their animations were I thought very good. Uh, you might, you might think that they would, you know, throw in the towel. It'd be something very like CW show, not very good not animation. That, no. It was very high quality, high production animation. The magic effects were very great. Um, and I, I do compare it a little bit to airbender. Cause you told me something about, they have to use like fire, wind, earth, water, water, heart
1: right they will weave those different elements together in different configurations and it, it's all very it, it's explained really complexly in uh, nice in the books uh,
0: <laughs> the explainer isn't as, as great in the series even as far as you've been
1: well no I, I mean I wouldn't try to say that I'm great at explaining it either I'm just saying that it was very well thought out very well explained in the books they're, they're not really jumping into that in this first episode or, or the the other episodes that i've seen yet but really that's i mean i wouldn't expect them to i guess but we're we're running from these troll hey let's uh, stop and really do a deep dive <laughs> on how this shit works you
0: see i just pulled all these bricks out of the wall telekinetically <laughs> and i want to explain to you how i actually did that the uh the the thing that's cool about this series and we've talked about Mistborn, I think we talked about Mistborn on the last episode, is these fantasy worlds, these high fantasies that have very complex magic structures and, you know, very otherworldly elements that are, are really important to the story but also, like you said, really complex and really neat. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. So, I have a question for you. How well... Did this first episode stack up against the books?
1: I did very well. Um, Didn't have anything really to complain about except for, you know, Perrin being married. I don't think he needed her. He didn't (laughs) need her.
0: Glad she's dead, aren't you? You don't need her. (laughs) You're a strong, independent man. Go out and become an Aes Sedai. Dragonborn.
1: Yeah, whatever you want. but yeah, no, it, it was it was good. I think they definitely condensed it, but that's to be expected. Um, you, you probably wanted it condensed. I might not have carried on reading these books had I not been uh, required to read at the beginning of my English classes. Uh, Cause it was a little bit of a, it took a while for that first troll lock to show up. And let me tell you, <laughs>
0: There were, there were a lot of descriptions of trees and pant legs and boots and buttons.
1: Yeah, no. Oh, something they never did get into in this first episode, which is a little disappointing now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, Tam uh, was explaining to Rand about uh, the flame in the void.
0: In the, in the books or in this episode he was?
1: In the books he was. They didn't even touch on it in the episode, which is interesting because that is uh kind of a meditation technique that uh eventually is is helpful uh in in all of rand's adventures but it's kind of just like a a focusing thing where you imagine a flame and you feed all of your emotions all of your thoughts everything goes into this flame and then there's just nothing there's the flame and the void And that is kind of uh, the extreme focus that Tam uses every year to win the Beltine archery contest. That's
0: so shitty, though. Like he (laughs) he uses a secret technique.
1: Well, it's not a secret technique. I'm sure he tells anyone could anyone could do it. But like he's been winning the the archery competition forever because of this
0: technique. So essentially this motherfucker is coming into town and he's on steroids and everyone he's like going to the junior leagues and he's in the majors showing up and just dominating this archery league.
1: Yeah, cuz he's got the extreme focus. He's got medieval <laughs> Adderall. Um but Tim, they didn't really get into any of his backstory either. He he was a soldier. I don't know if many other people in Two Rivers were in the military, but he was. He actually got out there and saw some of the world. Okay. So. And the sword that he goes and manages to get out of its nice little fancy case in the middle of a fight. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was good.
1: Uh, they zoom in on the hilt. It's got a Huron on the hilt. That is a, a special sword.
0: Okay it's okay. uh,
1: forged by the one power all
0: right so uh, pay attention folks uh, that are watching this series to that sword or like the implications of that sword in later episodes
1: it doesn't really do anything special it's just nice
0: oh this is just like a cliff note this is just like a little asterisk it's like by the way this sword
1: it doesn't get dull
0: it oh okay all right so it doesn't like burst into flame or summon down lightning it it doesn't get dull. I mean, that's as far that, as you know. That's just... his <laughs> Okay. Um one last question. Uh from this first episode, were your favorite characters of the characters that we have seen so far the your the same favorite characters in the books? Like Was it a one-to-one comparison your your favorite character in the book was Matt and then in the show was Matt as well Or your favorite character was Rand and Rand or your favorite character in the book was Rand But in the show you
1: really liked Eugene like what was your it's still Matt Uh, They gave him more baggage than I feel like he had in the books. I don't I don't think he was like Being a mom to his sisters
0: it give the actor a little more emotional Stuff to chew on,
1: maybe? Sure, it gives him depth, I guess. I don't know. I I liked my book Matt, who was just a womanizing gambling fool. Okay. Um but then again I'm I'm really trying not to get too attached to this particular Matt because I have heard he's been recast.
0: Oh, already. Yeah. Oh. Well they already have the first season done, so he is he is this Matt through the first season at the very least. Give it. Oh, I better Probably. look that um, any other Any other character deviations that are driving you nuts?
1: No, nothing that's driving me nuts. Uh, as far as this first episode, I, I think they did pretty well.
0: Uh, I'm just going to see if I have enough internet to look up a Wheel of Time reception. Because my phone died, and the internet doesn't work here. So never mind, I won't but I believe it's being received very well because IT and Arcane, and there was one other one. Cowboy I, Bebop. That one did not get received very well. That one was canceled already, and I'm very upset about that.
1: That is unfortunate.
0: Um, no, Arcane, Wheel of Time, and some other one, I saw a headline anyway that said that they were doing very well. So most likely we are going to see a a season two of this thing. like. If early indications are good, and it might already be greenlit, I don't know. I haven't done the research. By the time this episode airs, we will know one way or another. So you, the listener, know more than more than we do.
1: I've already called Bezos.
0: You've called him directly.
1: I let him know. Just take off that stupid fucking cowboy hat. <laughs> Get on down there. You can't be Matt, though.
0: I always call Bezos when he's wearing his astronaut helmet. So it's funny that you call him when he's wearing his cowboy hat.
1: I do. It's it's a preference thing. Because well, I can tell him to take off that stupid fucking cowboy hat.
0: Yeah, you can't tell him to take off the cowboy hat if he's wearing an astronaut helmet.
1: No. I can't. Logan! But you know the hard hats that look like cowboy hats? That's probably what he would do if he was in a factory.
0: Oh, he would. He'd be the... Let's not talk about... Jeff Bezos, you're gonna depress me. Uh, thank you for joining me for another episode of. Well, this is your first episode of on today's episode, so thanks for joining me for your your flagship uh, review show episode.
1: You're welcome, man.
0: Thanks. Uh, your second episode of the Culture Jack podcast. That's great. Now, I would I would tell everyone where you guys can find Culture Jacked, but you obviously found it. You're listening to it somewhere. But Logan, where can you find Culture Jacked?
1: On all major platforms,
0: all of them. The, that's the place. All the ones. What about what about Culture Jack social media? Where what uh, social medias do we have?
1: Oh, you got the Facebooks. You got the Twitter. Yep. You you got the TikToks. <laughs>
0: It's pretty good. At Culture Jacks is where you find us on our social media. If you want to send us an email because you have not upgraded into the 21st century, you do not know how to work social media, you can send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. If you have an opinion that differs from Logan or mine on Wheel of Time, what you thought of it, you just want to give your opinion, we'd be happy to share it with the other listeners on the show. Send us an email, send us a tweet, whatever you want. Um,
1: Where, Where would our Amish listeners send a letter, though?
0: You know, I addressed that on a, a podcast a couple weeks ago. I was, I was like, or send us a letter. And then I was like, oh, wait, we don't have a, a mail, mailing address to send. And then I was like, I could send them to my personal email, my mailing address. But I don't want that because what if someone really hates the show and then they like send But then me. they wouldn't
1: be listening to the podcast anyways because that's, it is technology.
0: Oh, that's, that's also true.
1: So what's the mailing address to request a manuscript of today's episode? <laughs>
0: That's something else I need to do. I need to get. I need to get. uh, I need to get transcripts of the episodes. I don't know why, but they say that it's a good thing to do. And maybe that's for people that are like hearing impaired.
1: I think you should have said that last sentence is Jiminy Glick.
0: I don't even remember what Jiminy (laughs) Glick sounds like. I was gonna try. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right, that's enough. Thank you for joining us on today's episode, and we will see you next week.